0: You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. At 12.06 on this Wednesday, my goodness, what a rainy stretch we have been. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in. Uh, We are back. This is the Noon Report with our Facebook Live. So for those, uh, this is a simulcast where you can listen to it, obviously the program, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. But then you can also watch our Noon Report on Facebook. So we were not on yesterday. Juan had to take care of this Kathy, uh, take care of some medical situation. But feeling very good, we're just going to uh, work through the reboot, the one-legged wand, whatever it is that you want to, um, we, we're calling it. It did not stop. Did not stop. I was at the stabbing the other night, as many of you know. Actually, the only one at the stabbing. And then we all have all of our Team Wand members and so forth. Thank you. Well, it's going to take a while. I know these people <laughs> hurry, quickly. I, it, hurry quickly. It's not going to hurry quickly. It's It's going to be... You know, I, I, I mean I know that people are trying to be supportive, so but heal quickly. Oh, okay. You know, I hadn't thought of that. Heal quickly. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 gonna be a six to eight week period, but we're gonna work our way through. The good news is, um you know, it 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 it, it doesn't impede. it it'll, it'll slow down some of my on the ground movement, but feel better, heal quickly. Mm, not really um, Thank you everybody So we're just going to uh, Kind of roll with it a little bit And um, folks This portion <laughs> This portion of our program Is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials And Garden Center AdMed Urgent Care Thank you Mike Dignan We'll uh, touch on that And there's uh, Let me see exactly Someone just sent me this Okay, looks like it. Unless I see something, something different. Looks like a. Oh, wow. Okay, that is good video. Wow, complete. Whew, what happened? I know exactly where that is. Wow. Okay, major rollover here. Thank you, Jonathan Barrett. Let me play the rest of that. Whew, 95 North. That is a bad roll. it's the, the vehicle is completely on its side. Wow. How does that happen? Was it involved with an accident? Oh, wow, there's a very damaged vehicle over there. All right, very good job. All right, we'll get that up on the website. Um, folks, part of it is our Team 1 members go out everywhere, and so thus um, we're able to then operate the way we do. This portion of the program, But I I want you to know, again, um, it is the one-legged one. It didn't stop, us, as I said the other night, with the stabbing in Cranston. It's not going to stop with anything. It's just um, I won't be able to run from around a crime scene. But the boot, if anything, does um, help out a little bit and alleviate the pain. So we're just going to roll with it. But I'm not going to keep talking about it but i did want to address it now this portion of our program folks is brought to you by pr landscape materials and garden center 3688 quaker lane north kingstown native vegetables corn tomatoes peppers cucumbers onions zucchini yellow squash folks they have it all stop it and see them 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown shop local local run family business quality everything they sell is of quality And they do a great job, as i like to mention, with their Facebook page. So stop in and see them right off Route 4, 3688 Quake Lane in North Kingstown, right down the street from Tom Toyota. Uh, It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, we will be updating uh, DePietro.com coming up. We have original video stories you can see. All brought by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick, Lunch, Dinner, Drinks and Lounge, and now, but wait, there's more. The market at Coesed, the Coesed Inn, where they have prepared foods, <coughs> they've done a fantastic job there. Stop in and see them. But a great place for a great meal. I know David uh, San Martino had a great meal there the other day. Folks, support them. And as always, when you're there, say, hey, I just want you to know. You know, Juan mentions you guys quite a bit, so we thought we'd come in. The Coheset Inn, 226 Coheset Avenue in West Warwick. I want to touch on, because there's a lot to get out of this. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the CD1 race. And this is the congressional race to replace... The open seat right now because Congressman David Cicilline decided to cash out, uh, make a ridiculous amount of money for quote a nonprofit, but he really makes himself the power player. Cicilline's plan is make some money. It's no fun being in Congress when you're in the back of the bench because Kevin McCarthy's the speaker. So you know, kind of like the novelty is worn off. Uh, keeps his place in D.C., can go back and forth, and instead grabs this job with the Rhode Island Foundation, of which between his congressional pension and then just the salary of that job, he's making north of 800000 maybe even 900000 But on top of that, he just continues to build goodwill. And it is my belief that he is just, hey, let's make some money. Uh, make some friends and get ready. And at some point in the next, I don't know how many, I don't know, when, when does Senator Reid say, you know, I think I'm all set? Um, I think that it's it's all waiting for that. Senator Whitehouse is younger than Senator Reid. I'm not saying either one of them is going away uh, anytime soon, but, and Senator Reid may run for reelection again. He's up again in uh, 26. So I'm not even saying that that's going to be, you know, uh, the end and he won't run after that. But my my point is, um, Cicilline, I believe that's that's his plan. Like, what's the point? What's the point right now? You're not the party in power. It doesn't seem like they're going to be the party in power for some time. So why not instead check out, you know, he takes as many vacations as he wants, doesn't report to anybody. There's no heavy lifting with the Rhode Island Foundation. They just, you're making friends. You're giving grants uh, all the time. And he can give grants to certain community leaders that he could, you know, it's kind of like you're building a war chest of chits that then you're going to call on at some point. So now we have the race for his seat. And just looking at the calendar, you know, this this is ludicrous that the mail ballots are already going out. The early voting is going to be underway. But as we look at the calendar, So today is Wednesday, August 16th. So you have next week, which is the week of the 21st. You have the week after that, which is Monday, August 28th. And then the following Monday is Labor Day and the election's the 5th. So after this week, you have one, two, you have three more weekends of campaigning. Now, they are going to have the debates, Two televised debates, as I have talked about in the past, I think they play less of a part. Uh, for obvious, for for anyone that really pays attention, they should. They can certainly help. No question about it. You you only have to go back to last fall when Helena folks did very well in the Channel Ten debate, and then she did very well in the Channel Twelve debate. And I'm telling you, it's a shame she's not the governor, but. Remember, McKee beat her by 3,000 mail ballots. But Matos is a different story. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Matos, keep in mind, she lost day of voting. She lost day of voting to Aaron Gukian. It's interesting that her opponent for Lieutenant Governor was Aaron Gukian, and her main rival is Aaron Regenberg. And. You're going to hear our conversation with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe um, coming up, but as far as this race, to me, I recognize that um, a lot of people are focusing on Matos. Matos, number one, she's not a great candidate. Number two, the the only reason that she won was it was McKee Matos, and all the unions were ballot harvesting now. She has all the special interest endorsements for the most part, not all because there's more candidates. But she, I don't think, because she, she's not good on day of voting. That's, that's clear. And on top of that, she has been wounded by the scandal. But when you look at the field, Gabe Amo seems like a nice guy, worked in the White House, but I, I don't see it. Stephanie Butet. Not happening. Walter Burbrick. Who? Sandra Cano or Cano is is getting some attention. But I I still don't. Don Carlson. Now that guy, he's the one in Jamestown. He's a businessman. His problem is he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He doesn't understand the clock is ticking. He's tried to be aggressive. He has the money to be aggressive. But his biggest problem is he doesn't really know how the system works. Spencer Dickinson, no shot. Terry Flynn, I don't know who that is. John Gonzalez, Democrat, Providence, no shot. Jerry, Gary, Leonard, no shot. Sabina Matos, hold on. Anna Quisadera, no shot. Alan Waters, no shot. So Aaron Regenberg... Um, Matos, I'm not sold on this Sandra Cano. I don't, I don't think enough people know her. I, I know some people saying Matos, and and hold on, and Stephen Casey. Possible, he's definitely a moderate. Some people almost say, God, this guy sounds like a Republican. I think he's counting on, I know he's counting on a lot of the firefighters and in the like to ballot harvest for him. Um unknown. I don't think he's going to do well in regular voting. But because of that, he might be like he might get the most moderate votes. But to me, so I mean, I could be t- but the the big 3 I see are Regenberg, Matos, and Casey. I I still believe Regenberg is I think he's going to win. Um the the guy I, I by the way, when I say this, it doesn't mean I would vote for him. I would never vote for him. But he's got the Bernie Sanders endorsement. For some people, that means a lot. He's got the Jane Fonda endorsement. For some people, the people that are annoyed by Jane Fonda would never be voting for Aaron Ruggenberg anyway. So, but there are a base of people that love Jane Fonda and Bernie Sanders. So he's solidifying that vote, and they tend to be older. So he, I, I, I think he takes it. The only reason people are saying Matos is the amount of money being put up for her, and because she is the lieutenant governor. But I think she's going to see her vote splintered by some of these other female Latinas in the, vote, in the race. But that's the way I see it. Again, Regenberg, I saw him. 2020. He was one of the organizers of the BLM protest movements. I mean, I'm not saying he would be there. I'm telling you he was one of the organizers. So again, people get confused. I'm not saying I support that, but he has organizational skills. And the thing about Regenberg, who is the most extreme he, he's farther left than the squad. He's, a, 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 he's really a socialist communist. He's a Bernie Sanders progressive. But, but think about he lost to McKee in a Democrat primary by 1,500 votes. Think about that 1,500 votes. And that was right now, this is August of 23. That was in 2018. He's that much more, like, vested. You, you learn a lot by a race like that. But he, he is, I don't agree with any of his views, but you, you can't, he, he can't be dismissed. I hear people dismissing him, like, oh, he's, like, so far left, and McKee hates him and everything, but he, he, he's not, you know, he knows what he's doing. Think of this. He lost by less votes than Helena Folks did. Helena Folks lost by 3,000 mail ballots. Now, the whole system has changed, but he, you know, has money. He is an organizer. He's been on the scene. Everyone is focusing on Matos. I'm telling you, I believe right now, Reaganberger wins that race. I believe that. So this whole thing. You know, people want someone of change and diversity, and he's another Ivy League white male. The older progressive voters are with him. The older Bernie Sanders. There were some people that loved Jane Fonda, Hanoi Jane, in that she was, you know, against the war. He he wasn't getting that vote anyway. Those endorsements separate him, and on top of this, let me also just say this about Regenberg, and then I want to talk about the fiasco of Matos, is um, people want to go with a winner. There's a lot of people that want to go with a winner. There's a lot of people that they may look at some of these other individuals and say, you know, they seem like nice people, but I want to go with someone that's going to win, and some of these other people are just they're just they're just not going to win, so they just don't have it. Some of the other ones are just kind of learning. It's very difficult first time through, really kind of get the the hang of it. By the way, so there is a primary with the two Republicans, but I would imagine Gary Leonard will defeat this um, Terry Flynn. But anyhow, so I think Matos is well, we know is wounded, and that. Press briefing yesterday just is filled with falsehoods, and it just shows to me just how I mean she is just what a complete disaster of a press briefing, and how that whole thing went as they you know say the phrase sideways very quickly over some very legitimate questions, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show. <clears throat> is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, when you need urgent care, AtMed Urgent Care, stop in, well, when when you need to, when you need urgent care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, Suite 122, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. When you need urgent care and you don't want to wait. Now, I've explained, I've been to both when I needed urgent care and needed to go. You know, not wait six hours at a hospital emergency room. You go to AtMed. They have doctors and nurses. They're open seven days a week. They're immaculately clean. The people in the waiting room are, you know, all quietly waiting their turn. You don't see huge groups of individuals there. You don't see whole families coming in. So if someone is injured at work, or maybe it's yourself, At Med Urgent Care. And I've gone there, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post-Road East Greenwich, Atman Urgent Care. All right, I want to play. So this was yesterday. Uh, The lieutenant governor has this congressman from New York come in, and this was building. I actually kind of predicted this was going to happen. Her talking points are terrible. Before I play this, I want to remind people. This is a criminal investigation that her campaign is under, number one. Number two, she still hasn't said why they were paying this woman and her band of whoever, fraud, forgers, $16,000 to collect signatures. Most people will tell you that when they collect their signatures, it's all volunteers. So it can be done, but the idea of paying you know, where campaigns are grassroots, $16,000, just to pay people to get your signatures is out of the ordinary. That's not what it was about. These were going to be members of the campaign. I, someone told me the other day, they heard whoever got the most signatures was promised a job in Washington should Matos win. I'm not surprised at that. Uh, that that's how when they're running for office they're promising jobs that's why people get involved with the campaigns. If you help me and I win, you get a job at the campaign that's that's how it works uh traditionally that's that's why the people do it and then they're trying to pick which campaign has like the best shot uh but it's 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 then the reward that comes from okay, we got elected now you're supposed to give the person a job. So, but this was a matter of coming. The fact that a sitting lieutenant governor is now trying to say this whole thing is about race, and because she's a female, and she's a woman of color, and she's Latino, and she's trying to, you know, smooth over, oh, everybody gets, this is not what we're talking about. With her campaign, we are in unprecedented territory of a sitting lieutenant governor who's running for Congress, whose campaign is under criminal investigation. That, that has never happened before, certainly not in Rhode Island, number one. Number two, that woman, Holly, when she did speak out with Channel 12, she claimed, hey, I handed in the right signatures, I didn't do all that. So, so my point is, we still don't know how far it could go up the ladder. You know, Could her campaign manager get indicted? Yes. Could her communication guy, Evan England, that notarized these fake signatures? Yes. Could she end up getting indicted? I, I haven't heard anyone say that that couldn't happen. So for her to say, oh, this is all about nothing, and this is only, like, it's, it's just, it's, it's patently not true. So I want to play, and this congressman that comes in, Who's basically just there, like, to whatever reason, wants to help out. They bring him around to some different organizations, and they're trying to preach the, I believe, you know, she's a Latina, let's keep it within the family here, um, blah, blah, blah. So let's play. This is um, yesterday.
1: Uh, this
2: it was exactly what I've been saying all along. I know no one has been covering that, but I said that I have way more than the signatures require. I know because we worked really hard. We had volunteers.
0: We worked really hard. We had volunteers. You were paying this woman, Holly, hey, Ashley, 16 grand. To, how hard is that? We worked really hard to what? Write a check?
2: Also collecting signatures, and I knew, I knew that we have more than enough signatures. That's what I've been saying from the from day one.
1: Lieutenant Governor, the congressman said that you're a victim of discrimination and if you were someone else of a different color persuasion that this wouldn't this wouldn't happen. Do you agree with the congressman that you're being discriminated against well, I, want to ask her, a I said her She doesn't have to speak for me. She doesn't have to speak for me. am just asking if she have to speak to me. I'm just asking if she agreed. Do you do you think you're a victim of discrimination?
2: I believe I've been uh, beat up for three almost four weeks and honestly for something that it turned out to be nothing. I
0: think this should have been a little. Um, someone with her campaign was forging the signatures of people who are deceased. In in her mind, that's nothing. I've been beat up. See, she's not used to being called out. I have been beat up. I've been singled out. It's your campaign now. Someone stands in front of a grocery store, supermarket, what have you. Will you sign my? Yeah, sure, happy to. It turns out that they don't live in the district, they're not a registered voter, what have you. That's what gets the signature tossed, not, this is different of forged signatures. Jamestown was just noticing, hey, wait a minute, these people, this person is no longer alive. All the signatures look the same. I mean, it had nothing to do with it. This is so pathetic and beyond the pale. That she's actually, and I and I predicted it would happen. Actually, all right, let it play out. But but her contention that this is nothing is completely wrong, and no one's been covering. It's not a matter of whether or not you would have the right a number of signatures. By the way, the process is still flawed because they still accepted uh, signatures from Newport that are not valid. It continues.
2: Of fairness on of how I've been treated through this process. Well, you say
1: nothing. There are there's names of dead people on some of the forms, and people who say they didn't sign. So, with all due respect, it's not nothing. And I think you but, acknowledge that. But
2: we already have someone that admitted that the person lied to my campaign, lied to me. So that was already established. So I don't understand.
0: There's another lie. That's not true at all. That woman, Holly, and through her attorney, they say they handed in everything legit. They didn't hand in these signatures. So my point is, we don't really know. So that's another lie that she's telling. You know what else is really rich here, folks? Is someone who was chosen because Governor McKee wanted a female. First, he wanted um, someone Hispanic. And everyone thought he was gonna pick the mayor of Central Falls, Deosa, who's now the general treasurer. Then he thought, hey, wait a minute. Instead of just choosing someone who is Hispanic to try to go in and get the Hispanic vote. I'll even choose a, a Latina, a female who's Hispanic, to try to get that vote. The whole reason she's lieutenant governor is because of that. And now she punches back and says the whole reason why there's an investigation is because she's a female, she's Latina. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You're benefiting in, in what she is also saying. These contentions are not true. So wh- why she is still choosing Lieutenant Governor Matos? Why is she still lying? And she is. What she's just saying right there, that is not true. Those are falsehoods. It turned out to be nothing. That That's not true. There's a criminal investigation into your campaign. And the person admitted they were let. No, they didn't. They said they didn't do anything wrong. They pointed the finger right back at your campaign. This is not only lying, and this is where it's gonna explode, but- And so
1: with all due respect, it's not nothing, and I think- you
2: But but we already have someone that admitted that the person lied to uh, my campaign, lied to me, so that was already established. So I don't understand why we needed to go through this um, process. And let me tell you, even though as painful as it was, That only my signatures were sent to uh, be uh, reviewed when everybody had signatures that were rejected. Mr. Carlson had over 200 signatures rejected. No one is reviewing his signature. I have been the most better candidate in this race. And I'm the one that has the strongest record of working for more than 12 years serving the people, Providence, the people of Rhode Island. And I have been-
0: That's not true. You're the only one that has forged signatures. It is apparently routine that signatures get tossed. That's another mistr- mistruth. That's another lie. That That's not true. There's a difference between someone isn't qualified, registered, or doesn't live in the district, and the signature gets tossed, and forgery. That's what this is. So, but for her to try to make that distinction—oh, it happens to everybody. It's all about nothing. It's a criminal investigation into the campaign of Sabina Matos, and here's where it really lights up.
2: Right now, I'm the most vetted candidate in that ballot. You you push back
0: at all of this, uh, do you think you're going to overcome all? This? No.
2: Of course. The voters know me, they know the work that I've been doing. Well, oh, we know you are right. serving the people of Rhode Island. And they know what my ethics and standards are. It's unfortunate that my opponents have been using this to create a mistrust in the, in the um, election process. They're using some tactics that I'm, I'm ashamed to see other fellow Democrats.
0: No, you created an atmosphere, Lieutenant Governor Matos. That people don't have faith in the system. Can you imagine? What are people going to think if she actually won? Now, I, I'm telling you, I don't think she wins. But what are people that, is anyone going to trust it then? How about her? her reputation? She's a member of the McKee Matos administration that is right now under five investigations. <laughs> One of them is an FBI probe. And she has the gall to stand there and say and act like this is ruining her good name. All right, now here's where it really explodes.
2: Excuse me, excuse me. Lieutenant Governor, um, there's the possibility the election, the the, the campaign, the signature collectors. Have you had conversations with each and every one of them? Um, Obviously, there's the the potential for the subpoenas following the primary. Now, you say you have enough signatures. You've had several hundred signatures tossed out. What if in the event that there is something that is found that the the signatures that they've collected aren't in fact valid? Yeah,
1: Don't vic- don't victimize. No, 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 no. And no, no, no. we're not gonna allow, I don't sir, know who you are, sir, but we're sir, not gonna sir. allow you to victimize the victim. Okay? Sir. No, she's been fully government. vetted. She's a, a decent woman. We we it's trust a, her. Sir, we're, here, we're here, here yes, her. No, no, we're, we're here to support her. No, no, we're we're here to support her. We're here to support her. But and support her. Her. We and, and her now and now that she that the Board of Elections said that there's nothing there, she's gonna proceed with her campaign. And we're not going to engage in a conversation where she's going to be victimized again. Enough, enough of that, enough of that. She's a decent woman. We don't know you. Eloquently, I may say at that, she has spoken eloquently, and that's why we're here to support her and to push back in what I perceive to be discriminatory practices that are not uncommon for women like her across the country and right here in the state Lieutenant and Governor, we're here to support her and to make sure that she wins on the fifth that's what we're here to do to push back and ensure she becomes a member of congress as i have
2: Governor, as a woman do you appreciate
1: being interrupted by uh, yeah, I'm have
2: a all right that's asking
1: you for a question oh you're doing
2: your job as a reporter and yeah. you being into you getting that's a stupid question as a reporter that's happened to all the reporters that's you can ask you you can ask your colleagues i would like here. to ask you your yes. question. have you had the conversations with the individual signature collectors
0: and i mean that this whole thing i i'm a woman i mean that's stupid but uh, this guy is uh, he is unreal no 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 enough i don't know
1: you
2: that they collected she, value. Yeah. Victimize. Don't fix, don't victimize. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Me, we're sir. not gonna allow. I don't know sir, who you are, but sir, we're not sir. gonna allow <laughs> you
1: to victimize the victim. I don't know who sir, you are. So to she's been be fully president. vetted. She's a, a decent woman. We we because, trust her. Sir, we're here, here. We're here to support You're her. Here in our no, state, no, sir. We're, we're here to support, her. to support her. We're here to support her. we're here to support her. And now, and now, that she, that the board of elections said that there's nothing there. (laughs) She's going to proceed with her campaign, and we're not going to engage in a conversation where she's going to be victimized again. Enough enough of that. Enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) She's a decent woman, and she has. Eloquently, I may say at that. She has spoken eloquently, and that's why we're here to support her and to push back in what I perceive to be discriminatory practices that are not uncommon for women like her across the country and right here in the state and we're here to support her and to make sure that she wins on the fifth that's what we're here to do put.
0: think he is hilarious that guy no 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 enough Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show is brought to you by AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Call today, 401-323-9252. Free consultation, free quote, I should say, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. AJ drywall, plasters, and home improvement. Frame to finish basements. Now, I share their Facebook page, and they do a fantastic job, and you see exactly the type of work that they do. Acoustical ceilings, boy, what a difference it makes in your home. New homes, additions, commercial, rehabs, painting, remodeling. AJ, drywall, plasters, and home improvement. Call them today, 401 401-323-9252, 401-323-9252, 323 9252. 401 323 9252. Frame to finish basements, acoustical ceilings, AJ drywall, plasters, and home improvement. Call them for a free quote. Serving Rhode Island at Southeastern Mass. 401 323 9252. So that guy is, um, folks, this portion of the John DiPietro show, by the way, is brought by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say when your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair 401 710 7096 401 710 7096 Ryan's Appliance re- Repair and I speak with from experience we had a problem it was over a week ago where the washing machine okay let's wash some clothes but suddenly the knob is stripped um what do you do do you what load it what do you think I'm going to load the washing machine into a car and what bring it back to no do you uh what was i going to try to go on youtube and fix it myself no i called ryan's appliance repair 401-710-7096 boom he ordered the part he came in repaired it works fantastic ryan's appliance repair maybe is there something wrong with your dryer if your dryer is not working properly by the way you have to be careful you can have a fire in your home on a dryer. Maybe there's something is there something wrong with your refrigerator? Maybe the ice machine is not working properly or the stove or the oven. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. I want to come back to this Matto situation and just you know, is she standing up there And she's getting beat up. And he even says she's being victimized again. And it's because the reason all of this came about is in Jamestown, which is CD1, Congressional District 1, someone actually dared to do their job and noticed that the signatures didn't make sense. One person they didn't recognize was dropping them off. Upon investigating, they found that's how it broke in Jamestown, that there were names of people that are deceased, and and deceased for more than 20 years, signatures there. Then it became Newport, then it became East Providence, then it became Borington. Then we even found out that there was a couple who they live in Cranston, but they handed in signatures with them claiming that they lived in, in uh, Providence, which was incorrect. So it has uh, nothing actually to do with who she is. This is the sitting lieutenant governor. She had been the head of the Providence City Council. So nothing has gotten into her way or stopped her. And... Through the process of mail ballots, she is the lieutenant governor, even though she lost day of voting. But folks, I think the larger question that no one is asking is, and it's 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 kind of become readily, there's a couple things happening here. Number one, the press is very hesitant to bring up the mail ballots because of what's going on nationwide. And myself and Justin Katz talk about this. You know, in our area of the country, in the Northeast, if you bring up mail ballots and fraud, they start linking you to President Trump, MAGA Republicans, what do they call election deniers, and everything else. So no one wants to get into that. But what this has really shown is the Board of Elections. It is my contention the Board of Elections has proven themselves to be ill-equipped to deal with this type of situation that came up. And this is going on several weeks now because this story broke at the end of July. This is going on several weeks that the Board of Elections um, still don't have the rack together with the signatures. And my question is, who would have faith in them I want, I want to remind you, You know, this is, they've had weeks to go through this, and they still don't have it right. Because some of the signatures, Channel 10 reported some of the signatures, and Crandall was saying, Brian Crandall, um, that they still approved signatures from Newport that the people that, whose signature is said, I didn't sign that. That's not my signature. And the Board of Elections is still going through. Folks, my point is, who on earth would have confidence that these individuals, Can accurately go through literally, you know, thousands of ballots, let alone in a big election, hundreds of thousands of ballots. Night of in a short amount of time and get it right. That's also why last November, I said that I didn't think Cranston Mayor Alan Fung should have conceded, and I don't think that. Aaron Goukian, the Republican Lieutenant Governor, I don't think he should have conceded. Because we needed something to blow up and pull the curtain back. Because that's what that this is starting to happen. People are really questioning the whole process. I also want to remind you of one thing. And that is, now keep in mind, the signatures still have to be handed in, and then that's notarized. So, the mail ballots—they're going to start be coming in at these drop boxes. They're not notarized. We're still on the honor system. Who, in their right mind, based on what we've witnessed, would have any confidence in the Board of Elections? I also want to admit, I—it it is complicated. It is complicated because, you know, you have the Secretary of State, and then you have the Board of Elections. And then you have, you know, the different cities and towns have their board of canvassers. So I would argue that I think a lot of it is by design. I think it is purposely done this way. So it's harder to track. I don't think, you know, the board of elections, no one would confuse them with running as efficiently as we would hope and expect them to, but I would argue it's by design, right? They don't, it's not an accident that that is the group of people that have been assembled there because they've all been happy when it was working out in their favor. Now, there are many people that are angry at the Matos campaign, but remember, this woman, Holly, hey, Ashley, the obnoxious individual, she she was with the McKee campaign. She was in the McKee commercials. She was out last August, September, collecting ballots for the McKee campaign. Where's that going to lead? I want to play this again from uh, yesterday, the allegations that this is all. She's a victim. And she's been
2: victimized. victimized. Now you say you have enough signatures. You've had several hundred signatures tossed out. What if, in the event that there's something that is found, that the, the signatures that they've collected aren't in fact valid? Don't victimize. No, 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 no. Easy, I, we're not going to allow, I don't sir? know who you are, but sir? we're not going to allow
1: you to victimize the victim. <laughs> sir? Okay. There's no, she's been Louisiana fully family. vetted. She's a, a decent woman. We, we because, trust her, me, we're here to support her, we're here to support her, <laughs> we're here to support but her, we um, here and, here and, and now, and now, now that, she, that the Board of Elections said that there's nothing there, she's going to proceed with her campaign. And we're not going to engage in a conversation where she's going to be victimized again. Sir, enough, you enough of that, enough of that. She's a decent woman, and she has. Eloquently, I may say at that, she has spoken eloquently, and that's why we're here to support her and to push back in what I perceive to be discriminatory practices that are not uncommon for women like her across the country and right here in the state. Lieutenant and we're here to support her and to make sure that she wins on the 5th. That's...
0: Now, again, this is also, I mean, what does this say that the lieutenant governor can't fight her own battles? You know, we've seen that she needs this individual, a congressman from New York, to come in who's uh, Hispanic and then try to defend her. But in the very beginning, this guy, that's the notion that he's trying to throw out. And what you need to know of this is what they are putting out. To the Latino Hispanic community, that the reason why, hey, if you if someone says, you know, I'm thinking of voting for her, but what is all the, what she's being singled out. She's being singled out because see, yeah, she's the only one. It stopped in the very beginning
1: this morning
2: it was exactly what i've been saying all along i know no one has been covering that but i said that i totally have false. Way more than the signatures required i know because we worked really hard we had volunteers also collecting signatures and i knew volunteers. i knew that we have more than enough signatures that's what i've been saying from the from day one lieutenant governor the
1: congressman said that you're a victim of discrimination. And if you were someone else of a different color persuasion that this wouldn't this wouldn't happen, do you agree with the congressman that you're right, being discriminated we well, I ask her She doesn't she have to speak, speak for me. She doesn't speak for me. She not to speak you to me. I'm just asking if she agreed. Do you, do you think you're a victim you of discrimination?
2: I believe I've been uh, beat up for three almost four weeks, and honestly for something that it turned out to be not
0: I'll tell you that Congressman is kind of funny. she doesn't have to speak for me no that that that's not the question. The question was you made an assertion, and Brian Crandall of NBC Ten is just trying to find out is she in in fact you know agreement with that like where did that come from? Where did that come from? Now this guy comes in from you know however this was set up that he's supposed to come in and help her stand by her side and do some campaigning a little bit. But who told him that is the larger question. I believe her campaign is in trouble. I do. I do not believe. I know they're spending a ton of money on television and there are a bunch of groups behind her. I don't think she's going to be successful. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show is brought to you by Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, Falcon, 401-739-1322. And it's very simple. Let me ask you a question on this Wednesday. Do you have a problem with termites? Do you have a problem with bedbugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests? Falcon Pest Services, residential or commercial, they have different types of programs for multifamily housing, condos, apartments. Maybe you have a problem with mice. Call Falcon. Maybe you have a problem with mosquitoes. Call Falcon or ants or roaches. Extermination services for restaurants, office buildings, schools, hotels, and any other commercial business. So maybe it's once a month. They come to your home or business. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's a one time treatment. Falcon Pest Services. One time treatment, monthly services, quarterly service, year round protection. It's Falcon Pest Services. Call them today. Free quote. Call John and Kelly, 401 739 1322 for Falcon Pest Services. 401 739 1322. For Falcon Pest Services. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We will be doing Facebook Live later. I also want to just um, some odds and ends um, touch on some things. Again, coming up next hour on the radio show, Dan McGowan of the, the Boston Globe. But, um, you know, many times there are people that post things and then they have kind of regret. Now you can always go back and delete it but you can't post something and then get upset that people react a certain way. You know we had it the other night on Monday night. I'm not going to relive the whole thing but there was someone that it, it's it's also very telling if um, there's a case where I mean anyone that watched it it was overwhelming evidence. The person was found Guilty. Rightfully so. There was no other rational explanation that made sense. And someone posted, I don't know if he was guilty of the murder. So and then the person well, I didn't say that that he didn't do didn't do it. I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm just saying I I'm not sure that he's well. If someone's found guilty and you counter, I'm not sure. You're basically saying that you don't think that they're guilty without saying that you don't think that. But someone else posted, you know, I mentioned like the OJ case. And I think that's a good example where defense implore different strategies to, you you have the facts of the case, and the defense tries to come up with what they call alternative theories, and they they try to do it through the public, and they try to essentially try to confuse the public and the jury, and get people on their side. So, and then in the course of just posts, someone I mentioned that the other night, and then someone posted, well, you know, I think the police and the OJ, and I I mean. Maybe at another time I'll do a full live on the OJ case. But someone who who has been you know, following the show for a long time and I respect and so forth. But she posted, well, the police lost that. That was sloppy police work by the LAPD. Now, I'm not going to relive the whole OJ situation, even though next year will be. 30th anniversary of when the the murders happened. But folks, my point is, I I take exception to that. Anyone that really followed that case, and then if you listen to the jurors afterwards, it, it it wouldn't have mattered if it was impeccable police work. Keep in mind, most cases never go to trial. Most cases, the bulk of them, whether it's here, L.A., Wherever they're all plea bargained out, right? They, 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 you know, there's a formula, and here's what we have, here's what applies, and then there's you know some kind of negotiation a little bit, but but in that particular case, and I want to just point out that that had nothing. The work of the police in the OJ case was a distraction. Many times with these some of these cases, they, they, they create a distraction. And in the case of the OJ case, OJ Simpson, the distraction was we're gonna put the LA police on trial. Now, the OJ not guilty was payback for Rodney King. And if you listen to the jurors after that, um, you know, they were very open to the idea. That a, you know, Mark Furman planted the glove. The LA police were put on trial. So when someone says, "Well, it was the police that lost it," I, actually, it was it was really you could blame mistakes of the prosecution. Is my point? Um, Marsha Clark was unlikable. Marsha Clark shouldn't have been trying that. They went way too fast on that. There was no reason to move so fast. They should have just hung back. There, there was an awful lot of evidence. The judge let the thing get away. And then you had a defense team, Johnny Cochran, right? Robert Shapiro, F. Lee Bailey, Barry Sheck, all of these individuals that definitely played the race card and got caught up in all the everything around the trial that it just took off that way but to blame it on the police i mean you have two people that were murdered the police were called to the scene to actually say it, it is true listen the, i i don't believe there were a lot of changes made after that by the way but i i think um what whatever organization you are part of you know you operate through a day to day and everyone gets into routine whatever the the whether it's a business or a store and you go through I don't want to say go through the motions, but you have a way that you operate. And as long as everything is going smoothly, it almost starts to become accepted. So, But the question would be, if someone came in and really examined every aspect of whatever it may be, an insurance office, uh, a restaurant, whatever, and really put a magnifying glass and I mean, in, in any situation like that, you, you would find that, I'm not even saying they're doing anything wrong or cutting corners, but maybe things are just not 100% up the way they're supposed to be. But, but and it dovetails into when people ask about the Charlotte Lester case. I think the other night that that shows, right, That that, that there are people out there. Who buy into all of what, what do we call distractions around uh, the case. If you have someone that would say, I don't know. Scott Peterson, I'm not, I don't know if he was the murderer. Or, you know, OJ, I'm still not sure about that. That's how people get off. That's how juries set people free. That's, that's why the Warwick Police and the Attorney General's Office... Have to make sure that they have a rock solid case because you have people out there that get they buy into the distractions and they come up with the I don't know about that. I, I'm not saying he's not, I'm just I don't know. Hey, they didn't find a but whatever it may be. All right, folks, we have another full hour to go. We will be doing Facebook Live later. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Right now, we're going to break for the one o'clock news. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe joins me next hour and then um, and a lot more. And again, it is Wednesday. It is August 16th. We're going to break for, as I said, the one o'clock news. Another full hour to go on the radio, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, where you can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Back. WNRI Socket, W260 DC. W-N-R-I.